Sancho. Haaland. Haaland's volley is beautiful beyond compare. What a super strike from Erling Haaland. This boy has whatever it is, but he's got it in bucket loads. Yeah, I was actually... I was like... I was completely blown away by what Sevilla... Or how they played. Like, not in a good way. Like, I... I fully expected Sevilla to come out and come out hot. Like, I I thought we were going to go down 2-0 in this game, to be honest. And that we didn't was, like, a miracle to me. Like, I think... Because Sevilla hadn't conceded in, like, five straight matches or something. And we had been struggling to score for, like, five straight matches. So, so I was... I was nervous about that game. I was very nervous, but I mean, I was still excited. And then when I watched, I couldn't believe it. It was like it was like Sevilla was playing exactly how Dortmund played the past the previous five weeks, and Dortmund was playing the way Dortmund is supposed to play. Like it was it was incredible. Yeah, funny enough, I had the same epiphany. I was like, yeah, well now we are playing the way we should play. But Sevilla is playing exactly how we played in the next few games. But it seems yeah. that we found some of our flair in that in that game. So we we, we managed to uh, to stay on top of the game, like uh, or at least most of it. Uh, and it was good. I mean, I, I enjoyed that game, and it's been a long time since I enjoyed something. Yeah, of course, there's there are always mistakes here and there that can be fixed. There are always things that can be done uh, better. But, you know, you can make everything perfect and it's a football game. But when you see that, like, we, we are never pissed or angry when Borussia Dortmund plays, like, their best A game and they, and they lose after that. Because at least they played, at least they tried. But what what what's frustrating is that seeing uh, seeing us play that uh, you know the sloppy game, uh, wishy washy trying to um, you know try to just get by and survive for ninety minutes, and that's not that's not the way we're used to playing. So when you see that, you're you're very angry. So yeah, I would say that it was uh, it was pretty interesting. So seeing seeing the last uh, last two games, I mean, I will I know that Schalke is not like the uh, the team that we can compare ourselves to this season. But but uh, I hope uh, this is going to lift like the morale for the next few games because we we do, we do have like uh, very important fixtures coming up. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think the the thing that I think was huge for us, like like, like you said, Chalka is not a great team this year, but I think Sevilla is absolute. like, Sevilla is a very good team. Yeah. Like, beating a win against Sevilla is a good win. No, like, there's no way to spin that. Sevilla was hot, and we were not, and we came in, and we actually played good football, and that, I think, is huge for team confidence, yep. you know, team chemistry. Like, there's just a lot of things that you can't like measure like statistically that that improve when you beat a team like Sevilla and I think Schalke is a team that has just they've really been dealt a shitty hand for lack of a better term this year like like in poker you can you can only play the cards you're dealt and Schalke has been dealt an absolute horrible hand this this year like they 
They've been dealing with a lot of injuries. They've not been in form. Like they've just had a really rough season. Like like we've had a rough season, but by comparison, like their season has been terrible. Like they're they're in danger of relegation and and that was in my opinion like Schalke was an absolute must win. Like there's no excuses, but at the same time, like none of the other extra stuff, like none of the Schalke's having a terrible year, Dortmund should kill them. Like none of that matters. None of those narratives matter in in a derby yep. in a derby and and that's also why i think beating Schalke the way we did like as convincing as we did is huge for the team because i think there have been plenty of times in the past couple of years where we should have beat Schalke you know 3-0 4-0 but we just we can't we end up losing or something and to go out there and to not only beat them but to like convincingly beat them and play some of the best football we've played and I'd, I'd argue in over a month. I think I think that says a lot about the team's mindset at the moment. And I know last week we talked about, like, we needed, we needed something to spark us. And I'm hoping that the combination of beating Sevilla and Schalke in the same week kind of provides that boost for the remainder of the Bundesliga season. And I also hope that we can, like, carry that same type of energy and momentum into the DFB Pokal, the the rest of the Champions League, and hopefully into the into the league matches as well, just so we can make sure we finish in the top four. Like obviously if we just win the Champions League, finishing outside the top four isn't the worst, but at the same time I I would prefer to um, finish inside the top four just because winning the Champions League like there's a reason Dortmund has not won the Champions League very often and it's because it's very difficult to win the Champions League and I don't want that to be the only way we can qualify again next year so I don't know but I'm a little more optimistic this week than I was last week about our chances of finishing in the top four like like what we saw uh yesterday and what we saw on Wednesday I'm I'm much more uh confident in what we're capable of and I'm, I'm hopeful that we can continue that quality of play yeah like yeah, it's uh, let's just let's just uh, rely more on getting up in a better position in the Bundesliga than uh, winning the Champions League because that chances of that happening are very very slim. But but yeah, you never know. That's football. That's that's why football is good. Is that we might be. We, that is why football is fun because we might be uh we might be like relegated uh not relegated uh god forbid uh but um we might be like kicked out of the champions league by by sevilla in two weeks that's that's completely possible that they can uh like turn the table uh during the um the uh the next game but it's also possible that we get a pretty good spot in the champions league that that will not mean that will be qualified automatically so in order to be qualified we'll really need to work on a better spot i think we still can get a top four position uh but we will need uh to rely on the help of other teams that are on top like uh like leverkusen Wolfsburg, to make some mistakes and get and and you know try to um to um maybe lose a few points here and there so we can escalate and get uh in in the position we want to 
but it's completely doable and as you said uh, maybe this is like the uh, turning point in how we 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 play especially that we see that uh when when we when we have our top players in form uh, we always uh, perform better uh, it's also uh, also visible that when uh, our our uh, goal scorers like score um, in the first in the first like 10 or 20 minutes uh, the games go uh, in in our you know in our uh, in our advantage as we saw yesterday as soon as Sancho uh, opened the scoring line it was just you know we we took control of the game like almost completely and we didn't allow Schalke to uh, create or to advance so that that was good also uh, I would like to like we, we've seen like so many of our players were were um, like had a very uh, important role in yesterday's game but I think that Sancho was by far like I would say that he is a co man of the of the match with uh, with Haaland because the chances that were created by him are um, like that is enormous. Like it was very like it's you can you can see that he is the one who is uh, managing the team right now. He's the one who is moving the ball around. He is the one who is taking more chances. He's the one who is dri- who's driving the ball forward. Who's uh, looking to you know to uh, get past defenders and go forward. He's he's the player who goes forward the most, uh, in my opinion, in terms of uh, attacking ability. Other players are very, uh, you know, very um, reluctant to go forward. Sometimes they, uh, you know, they just uh, try to hold position, but he he isn't afraid to do that. Maybe a few weeks ago he was. He was very, uh, very, um, you know, he was under uh i don't know he, he was facing some issues or i don't know what was happening but now it yeah he just seemed uninvolved yeah. before like he wasn't he was very uninvolved yeah and you could see you, you can see uh, that from his reactions yesterday he was very happy with the win as much as the other uh, oh, yeah. the other team members so i i believe that he can he can uh do great things with with dortmund this season that's like i don't we also have like several players who were very good yesterday. We have Emery Chan who played as a center back and who had like a great, who had a great role, covering up for some of Hummel's mistakes. Uh, we have also Mori who is very good. Uh, actually, uh, he has the assist for the first for the first goal. Uh, we we actually have Billingham who um, like made. Not made a difference, but continued the trend after being introduced in the second half. Um, like, you know, uh, Guerrero who scored the go- goal, uh, Mark Roy is providing the assist. Like, you can see that the team is um, is going back to uh, the, 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 the old normal, but hopefully the, the yesterday's game is going to be like the, uh, the galvanizer for the next uh, few games. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think uh, touching a little more on Sancho, like the way he played yesterday and against Sevilla, like if you were to watch those two matches, you would see exactly why clubs like Manchester United desperately wanted to sign him during the summer transfer window and then again during the winter transfer window. Like the Sancho we saw the, the three weeks prior and really for like a large part of the season up till yesterday... 
or up till um Wednesday versus Sevilla, he was he was much quieter and like like I said before, uninvolved and like it it probably like Manchester United fans were probably okay with the fact that they hadn't gotten him uh during the transfer window because they were seeing they weren't seeing him produce the way he produced mm-hmm. last year. But um against Sevilla on Wednesday and then yesterday again against no. Schalke, he was absolutely in top form. Like that was that was like peak Jaden Sancho. The Jaden Sancho that like is a highly coveted and highly targeted transfer uh, player for the rest of Europe. And I think, um, like, more importantly, too, it's just like we talked about already. It's huge for his confidence, and clearly it's huge for the team as well. Like, when Jaden Sancho is involved and when he's playing well, it seems like the team plays yep. pretty well. And, I mean, obviously we have other players who are capable of doing impressive things, but I don't think anyone is as as creative and as like technical as Sancho and when you add his pace and his ability to finish in front of goal like he he's absolutely like a world-class player and I think we saw him performing at a world-class level the past couple matches now yeah yeah he was he was very good um it was very good that you could also see it in his stats like he has around nine assists and five goals this season which is not a it's, which is not again it's not a small number but uh like compared to Sancho's numbers it's it's very like it's it's average but it's not a small number for any other player like that's uh, that's actually very good uh being involved in 14 uh, goals in the span of 21 games i guess if i'm not mistaken that's that's a lot but at the same time like yeah. we have we also have uh, Marco Rose, who is uh, coming, uh, who is gonna be our coach next season. So hopefully, he's gonna uh, Sancho's gonna stay, and you know, there there are indicators that he's gonna stay. Maybe he's gonna leave. We don't know. Whether he leaves or stays, it's good. Uh, as as like as far as I'm concerned, he should he should just stay away from Bayern and go. Yeah, if he if he stays away from Bayern, like if he leaves, I'll be sad because I want him to stay at mm-hmm. Dortmund. But like, as long as he doesn't go to Bayern, I'll be super supportive of him. Like, yeah. no matter where he goes, I wish him the best of luck. I just I don't want him to end up getting like the Christian Pulisic treatment, where he transfers to you know a competitive English Premier League club and then gets terribly underutilized. Like, like I I think. I don't want to rip on him, but I think Thomas Tuchel is is not giving uh, Christian Pulisic the 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 playing time and the uh, the opportunities that he deserves. And granted, I think Sancho will get a little more will get more opportunities right off the bat, no matter where he transferred, just because like Pulisic was good, but he wasn't at the level that Sancho's at yeah. right now. But I I just don't want him to transfer and end up getting underutilized because like. I, I know I'd be happy to see him play at Dortmund, and I think Dortmund will continue to utilize him the way yep. they have. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, like, if I if if I would give Sancho advice, and I know I'm, I'm in no position to do so, but my advice to him would be to uh, stay for another season just to, like, because he's still young, and just to, like... Uh, make the strong statement that he is the world-class player that he is 
and it's not like because if he moves the if he makes a move this season it's i think i i'm not sure but i i i'm sure that he's gonna be like he's gonna be a uh you know a part of the starting lineup for the next team he he goes to that's 100 percent sure but uh i don't want to see him struggle uh we saw that with dembele as well when he moved to barcelona granted that dembele's issue yeah. was uh were like injuries and like long-term injuries but uh, I I hope like um, you know he he gets he gets back like like I I I hope that he he stays for one extra season at least just to show that he is he's gonna be like just to show his um, his ability one more season at Dortmund and maybe not, like we 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 want him to stay forever like that's that's the goal but. We know we can't. We know we can't keep him forever. That's that's impossible. So, well, yeah. Well, as you said, uh, he is gonna be supported uh, wherever he goes. Just he should just stay away from Bayern. And uh, I I guess that's yeah. That's that that's uh, that's about it in terms of 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 uh, Jaden Sancho. But yeah. Well, I think well, yeah we're. We're going in the in the right direction, and uh, Marco Rose is, is joining, as I said before. So that was confirmed by all parties, and uh, he promised that he's got he's not going to take any players with him from uh, Mönchengladbach. Not sure about that, but we'll wait and see. But I think he's gonna be a good addition. Yeah, he I- he transformed Gladbach to a very competitive team. Uh, last season and this season as well. So hopefully he's going to have his. Uh, he's going to have his. Uh, uh, you know, he's going to reach his prime and his um, like uh, potential with with Dortmund and what with what Dortmund is is able to offer in terms of young talent. Uh, we we can like a hundred percent. You can you can know you can see that. We are one of the top uh, teams in Europe, offering uh, young talent, offering young talent the chances to to play. Um, most teams like have one or two substitutes who are under uh, eighteen who play every now and then, or uh, even under twenty. Uh, for us, it's like we have more like we have like three or four players who are under eighteen and and who are uh, you know. Who have chances to play uh, every uh, every game? So we can see it in uh, yeah. Bellingham. We can see it in uh, Reina or Mokoko as well. So we have that ability to to take uh, young talent and give them the chance to uh, you know to improve them, themselves to learn from very experienced world class players in the squad. So I think that Marco Rose that that's what he needs as a young coach uh, himself and. I think that he will have a good time. Like we, we are going to manage our expectations, uh, but well, hopefully we'll we'll see great things with him over the next few seasons. Yeah, I I think he's I think he's a good hire too as well. Like you said, um, the work he's done at Gladbach speaks for itself, and I think, um, you know, I think really Dorman is just an opportunity to to kind of do the same thing he did at Munch and Gladbach, but do it at a, at a higher level or at, on a, on a larger scale, you know, 
like he he turned uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach into more of a like a competitive like like even like competing for Champions yeah. League type of spots uh, squad, and I think Dortmund's already, in my opinion, Dortmund should be a team that is like relatively consistent in qualifying for the Champions League, and I think the next step up for Dortmund is winning a league title, um, maybe making it further in the Champions League, winning you know the German Cup, and I think these are all things that Marco Rose has the um, the experience and the the tactical mindset to accomplish. You know, I think, I think he's being a young manager. He he can relate with the players pretty well because they're like it's it's just easier to relate to someone who's younger than older. And I think he also is the type of manager that will that players want to play for. You know, like they they want to go out there and they want to play for him, not just because like it's their job, but because. They, they believe in, you know, the message that he gives them and they believe in his ideas and in his um, his tactics. And so I, I think he'll be a great addition to the staff for Borussia Dortmund. And I do think it's very funny how, like, we briefly brought it up last week during our podcast. Like, you know, there's, there's rumors that Marco Rose is likely to be the next Dortmund head coach, but we don't want to go get too caught up in that just because we aren't sure if it's going to happen and then like six hours after we recorded i got like a notification on my phone it was like marco rose um and Borussia dortmund agree to the terms of the of their contract or whatever and i was like oh so we are gonna get him and i, I just thought it was funny that like it was right after we talked about we don't want to get too optimistic or too caught up in yeah. rumor and then there we go it like a couple hours later they're like yep it's confirmed yeah and I mean that was that just made me happy. I was like, all right, that means we don't have to spend the off season worrying about like who we're gonna replace um, or who's gonna replace Favre, like this and that. The only thing I will say is if after a couple years Marco Rose just doesn't work out for whatever reason, I think we cannot afford to hire another Borussia Mönchengladbach manager for a while. Like we we need to look elsewhere if Marco Rose doesn't work out because Lucien Favre. Was um he worked with Munch and Gladback before back when Royce played there and so if uh if if he didn't work out and if Marco Rose didn't work out we got to stop relying on Munch and Gladback for our next managers it's time to look elsewhere yeah I mean but I, overall I think I think Marco Rose will be I think he's got the potential to be like a long term hire for Dortmund I I'm far more optimistic than cautious about uh the hire like I'm I don't think he can do anything that would hurt you know Borussia Dortmund like I think he can he can only make us better and if it's not as good as we expected or as we want so be it but i think he can definitely elevate our status and he he has what he what it takes uh, to to do that uh, in my opinion and we also we will also offer everything like uh, as i said before young players uh, there's like countless numbers of them in the squad um, projects for the future uh, we always look for uh, new exciting talent uh, all over Europe, outside of Europe, and you know we have we have right now we have so many players in the uh, younger ranks like under 15, under 19, and stuff like that who are very talented and who have the potential to be uh, part of the uh, of the squad. So we we spend more uh, uh, we spend more money on. Uh, young talent than we spend on stars uh we don't we don't yeah. uh, we don't like we don't sign stars we only sign players who are just you know 
who who have the potential to become something in the future. So that's that's what we do. And I, as you said, I, I'm sure that there's nothing bad he can do to hurt Dortmund. Like coaches come and go, and uh, the team is the same. the 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 team's like uh, philosophy in terms of football will remain always the same. Uh, but from what I saw from uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach's games, it's um, they, they play a very attractive football, uh, and it's very modern, very very attractive, not the boring stuff. So I, I believe that he will be a, a he, he is a perfect match for us. And Eden Eden Terzic will will stay will still uh, remain in the coaching staff, uh, as I heard. So he's not going anywhere. That's also good. Uh, he will be able to develop, maybe uh, become a head coach, or one day we never know what happens in the future. But he's he will continue. He already has the potential. Like we we saw so many things improve since uh, Favre left, and we, hopefully he will be able to learn more. Um, you know, experience more things with a variety of of teams, coaches, and uh, if if. Uh, like if the opportunity comes, he will be uh, for sure uh, considered to to get a job as a as a manager. But hey, um, like everything's going good right now, so that's that's why there's nothing uh, to say really. Like when things go uh, in our direction, there's nothing to complain about. But yeah, we we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't talk about. Uh, Haaland's goal, like he scored a brace, but the second goal was the the first goal was like it was crazy, man. That goal, like I didn't know where that came from. That's something else. That was like he is a large dude, and for a large dude to um to to like manipulate his body and and like display that level of athleticism and do it like. With textbook form, I think that's re- remarkably if I, impressive. If I like do that, that, I will be like I'm. I'm five foot ten, I guess. If I if I do that, I will have. I will have. I will need a hip replacement uh, surgery or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that was, like, it wasn't. It wasn't like crazy. In the, like it wasn't like you know. I think it was a couple years ago. Gareth Bale had an absurd bicycle yeah. kick in the Champions League or something like that. And it just, like, it was, like, yeah. absurd. And, like, maybe Holland's goal wasn't on that level, but, like, that goal was still insane. And his form and the power he got on the on the ball, like, I I don't know how someone can, like, in midair, kick the ball and then put that much power on it. Like, his form was phenomenal. His He was able to hit, put a ton of power and pace behind the ball. Like... I, he's actually just a machine, dude. Like that dude is That's not That's what Mark human. always said. Actually, and he said that Haaland is a machine. Yeah, like it's just ridiculous that like, and he's still only like, he's like what twenty years old, twenty one years old. Like that's that's almost criminal because like I'm older than Haaland and I cannot do any yeah. of this stuff that is required to score a goal like that. Like I mean, obviously he's playing professional football and I'm not, but that's. Like I was, I was stunned when he did that. I got in my head, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, that'd be sick." But when it actually happened, I couldn't believe it was actually happening. Yeah, it's it's a sick, uh, it's a sick uh, goal. Maybe the haircut, not so much. That haircut is needs needs some work. Uh, 
<laughs> you could do yeah, a little better. Yeah, he can take a, like the, an uh, advice or two from Marco Royce, to be honest. Like get a very slick yeah. haircut for for his uh, stature. But hey, if that haircut is part of it, like just keep it. It doesn't matter. That's not the important thing. Like just keep doing. But as you said, yeah, uh, there were so many goals. Uh, like they were spectacular. Like as you mentioned, uh, Bale's goal against Liverpool in the Champions League final. Uh, there's also uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's goal uh, as a Real Madrid player against Ju- Juventus before he w- he went to Juventus. Like there were some some like there's also Ibrahimovic's goal uh, for his country against um, against Sweden, I believe, when he scored like in like uh, around thirty yeah thirty uh, me- uh, meters from the goal uh, with 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 like. It was uh, it was it was not similar. It was also um, scissor kick. So yeah, I I know, dude, Ibrahimovic. Like yeah, I guess if there was any like question about whether or not Holland can be sort of you know the next Zlatan or the new Zlatan, like that that's a that's as close as you could get to being the next Zlatan. I feel like by doing something like what Holland did yeah. yesterday. We had. You remember, we had uh, Alexander Isaac, who re- right now plays for uh, Real Sociedad, and he, he was he was called yeah. uh, the next Zlatan, actually. But now, we, I think that he like this, uh, yeah, this uh, this this dude is going like Haaland is for sure going to do uh, great things in European football. Um, sadly, we're not the type of team who is going to sign him for long term. I'm sure that he's going to uh, he's going to be like he has a release clause, so 100 uh, percent bigger teams like Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern München are going to try to uh, you know to uh, sign him. But uh, I hopefully we will keep him as uh, as long as as we can, and I'm sure that he's gonna do uh, great things with us. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the only other thing I wanted to touch on mm-hmm. real quick was uh, Dahoud because mm-hmm. his goal in against Sevilla, that was that was beautiful. Like, like I've se- like we've seen him try and take shots from that distance yeah. before. And he's you know, he, he always gets like decent looks at goal from from that distance. And he's able to like put it near frame. But he he, he struggles sometimes to put it yeah. on frame. But like that goal, that was textbook, man. That was perfect. Like that was straight out of FIFA. That made me very happy, and and like it also made me happy for him because he his work rate is yeah. phenomenal. Like he is one of the hardest working players when he's on the pitch, and I think he he's that goal was like deserved. Like he he's earned a couple of good goals in my opinion, and and for him to finally be able to to get a big one, not only like a big one, but like a big one in a Champions League match. Like I'm I'm excited for him because that was it was cool to see him have such a, a great moment. Yeah, and also because that goal has brought the team back into the game. So, And it also yeah. has scared the shit out of Sevilla players. So they were more, uh, they were more concerned uh, to not let him like have more space. And he's, and he's a very good player. Like, I, I think, I believe that he should be playing in the next few games. Like, he, he's, br- he's bringing so much to the midfield, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, he's very creative, but he's also very like skilled. Like he, for for especially for like more of like a 
a holding mm-hmm. midfielder or even like a defensive midfielder. His his creativity on the attack is phenomenal, and his his skill on the ball is like also very impressive. Like sometimes he gets like a little a little too fancy for for his own skill, but like for the most part, I think he's very underrated and underutilized. Like he's someone who who has like a very impressive skill set, and I I'm glad we were able to use it against Sevilla, and I would like to see us use it a little more especially while Axel Witzel is still absent with an yeah. injury like we're gonna need some help in the midfield and I'm sure Delaney will pick up another yellow card here and there and like he'll eventually have to sit out a game or two just because of yellow cards and when he does I think it's especially important then that we're able to use Dahoud and like I, I mean I'm not even opposed to using him with or instead of Delaney on some occasions like he's He's definitely talented enough, and I think, I think his uh, his confidence certainly speaks for itself. Like when someone's pl- confident like he is, and they're playing as well as he played, I I don't see a reason to keep him out of the lineup. Yeah, like it, it will be it will be interesting to see a three uh, three midfield midfielder like formation in which you can see like Chan, uh, Delaney, and Daoud in in the midfield, the three of them. And we could play something similar to uh, last year's uh, Liverpool when they used to play like Henderson, uh, Wijnaldum, and I believe it, his name is uh, Fabinho. They used to play these three players yeah. who are all uh, like holding midfielders, and it's very efficient. Like uh, it's it's very good. Like like it also it also you know um, fixes that issue in which we are exposed in the defense after like two or three passes from the opposition like you could see that you could uh, you, you can see that these players they, their work rate allows uh, the team not to be exposed as much but yeah as you said uh, I am excited to see more of him uh, in the next few games uh, like we will have uh, we will have good some some uh, we have a crazy schedule like We'll have um, Armenia Bielefeld uh, on Saturday. After that, we will uh, go to Mönchengladbach for the uh, the uh, cup quarterfinal on Tuesday. And right after that, we have Bayern. And after Bayern, we will have Sevilla uh, in the Champions League. So we have a very busy schedule uh, in the next few days. And hopefully we'll... And hopefully we'll manage uh, to, uh, you know, to find uh, a way to get some, uh, some, to advance further in the uh, Champions League, to advance further in the DFB Pokal and to gain more points in, in, in the league. So yeah, well, let's wait and see. Um, I'm sure good things are coming in the future and we'll, we'll continue to support. In the meantime, and yeah, I guess I guess that's all from my side. And I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about. Uh, no, I think that covers it all for me. Um, like you said earlier, when we play well, there's there's a little bit less to talk about because we don't have to think about what to complain yeah. about. It's more just kind of like saying, "Hey, we did all these things right, and it worked. Let's keep doing things right," you know, yeah. and. I think I think we have good reason to be optimistic for the next couple of weeks, but um, we also have some big challenges. So it, it should be certainly just more of a roller coaster 
the, at least as much of a roller coaster as it's been so far. It's but it's I mean it's it's better when it's more yeah. fun. And I think I think we're gonna have more fun these next few weeks than we've had the past two weeks. And so I'm excited for it. Yep, me too. Uh, can't wait. Um, hopefully we'll get some good good results and good news. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Ryan, for being here again. And yeah, thanks for having and, me. And uh, talk to you guys later. Have a nice start of the week.